This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions. Why do we do that? Well, because your doctor can't answer them. This is because if your questions are related to your health, your physician is working in a disease-based system or sick care management system. And so as you know or have discovered, if you want to be healthy, you're going to have to take matters into your own hand. And so the purpose of our program is to empower you, the listeners, with information you can use to improve your own health and well-being and ultimately your happiness. Life is a happy life. Now, if you would like to reach us, if you have any questions, you can always call us here where I work, the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic in Las Vegas. That's 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Or you can email me directly at droyal at thbclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel, Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at thb for turtlehealingbankclinic.com. Now, the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic sponsors of our show and we thank them for that we'd also like to thank our other sponsor the first nation medical board both the turtle healing Bay clinic and the first nation medical board are under the jurisdiction of the crow tribe of indians in montana in fact our guest today will be joining us from montana the crow tribe of indians have actually exerted their right of jurisdiction over the practice of what our federal government calls traditional medicine. There is no state in this country that regulates the practice of traditional medicine, which includes all things alternative, holistic, complementary, integrated, and so forth. These are health-related approaches to our medical conditions, for which the protocols and the products need protection. This is why in some states, such as in Arizona, you need to be dual licensed if you're a physician who wants to practice health-oriented medicine. Now, we used to have a dual licensure board here in Nevada called the Nevada Homeopathic Board of Medical Examiners, but in 2019, they ceased to exist. So we now only have one state in the country where physicians such as myself can be dual licensed for the practice of alternative medicine. However, with the First Nation Medical Board, we can provide that protection for physicians in the other 49 states. 
one of the advantages that we have is we can also provide the opportunity to do clinical studies to document the effectiveness of the things that they are using in their practice. And we also provide protection for those who have no boards, such as Nature Pass, which need boards in about 27 states in this country, including where I live here in the state of Nevada. Well, we'd like to thank those of you who are joining us today from the Salem Network, including Ron Edwards and Kevin Jenkins, or Jackson. Sorry, Kevin. And I want to give you a shout out. Also want to give a shout out to Rick Trader from the uh, Conservative Commandos Network. I'm sure you'll enjoy today's show. My guest today is Celeste Solom, and she has a background in, well, government emergency management and has worked with FEMA. And we're going to talk about some things that are not being discussed in the media. We all know that we're dealing with a pandemic called COVID-19. And there are many countries who are rushing to make vaccines for this COVID-19. 120 companies, in fact. There was an article this last weekend where our government was praising one of the companies because they showed that their vaccine was causing a boost in the immune system. Well, I don't know what that means exactly, but unless you're getting an adequate antibody response, you'll be more susceptible to the virus when re-exposed to it if the vaccine is not properly developed. Now, you can boost immune system with taking vitamin C or a good night kiss. So I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. But we do know that vaccines in the past that did not provide an adequate antibody response, such as with SARS-1 back in 2005, killed all the rabbits when they were re-exposed to SARS-1. This happened in 2019 to children in the Philippines when dengue vaccine did not provide an adequate antibody response and hundreds of children died and thousands were made more vulnerable. So this is a serious matter. Recently, one company to which our United States government gave $1.2 billion to develop a vaccine in Oxford University did not adequately immunize the monkeys, which means that they're more susceptible when re-exposed to the virus. And what that causes is a cytokine storm, which we hear so much about. Well, Celeste, we only have about a minute before we take a break, and then we'll spend the rest of the time talking with you. But I would like you to tell us a little bit about yourself before the break. Okay, so I did work in emergency management, but I also have a background in medicine. I started out in pediatrics, and then I went into environmental medicine. So I'm right on board with you. Um, I grow about 100 of my own medicinals in my backyard. Well, good for you. I know you're into agriculture and you know a whole lot more about what's going on with our government now and in the past. In fact, before the show, we were talking a little bit about the importance of frequencies. One of the things that I find quite fascinating is the Harvard professor who was arrested earlier this year for allegedly selling secrets to Chinese bioweapon terrorists was the same Harvard professor that about 10 years ago developed something called viral transistors. What that means is that there is a virus that can be introduced into an individual that acts as an antenna. That antenna then can be coordinated with a remote control to cause a person to have cancer, heart attack, Lyme disease, and so forth. And this can be done remotely, possibly even from space satellites. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. My guest today is Celeste Solom, former FEMA contractor. And we're going to be continuing our discussion 
after the break. Stay with us. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. And thank you, my friends, for sticking with us. We're now in the second quarter of our show. And you're listening to the Royal Treatment. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. And our guest today is Celeste Solomon. One of the things we want to talk about is, well, maybe some of the things that are not being talked about in relation to the vaccine. Why are 120 companies developing a vaccine when many scientists around the world believe that the vaccine that they're trying to develop is impossible? We've had 40 years to develop a vaccine against an RNA virus, such as HIV, and they've all been flops. In fact, some of them have been disasters. And what we're hearing is that it may not be designed to provide you true immunity, it may be just designed for you to check a box. So, for example, we have 15 countries that have signed on to COVID-Pass. COVID-Pass means that your immunogenicity has been verified. However, the vaccine does not exist. So what is COVID-Pass really designed to do? Well, there may just be a box to check. What do you think about that, Celeste? Or many boxes. I mean, since precision, are you familiar with the precision medicine uh, program? I am not. Tell us about it. Okay, so the precision medicine uh, program was uh, in development for quite some time, maybe 20 years under One Health. It's an interdisciplinary uh, field, and it launched in 2016, and basically all medicine would be based upon your genome. And so they were looking for 1 million brave Americans to submit their DNA. And they did that. They put in advertisements, doctors solicited. Of course, the Veterans Administration was involved in it. And so they got 1 million. But that wasn't good enough because basically they need everybody's blood in the computer in the quantum computer. And what do they do with it? They do all sorts of things with it. According to the Federal Register, they run it through the FBI CODIS uh, base for crime and pre-crime. Of course, they look at your family history of disease, uh, think potential diseases that you might get. Insurance companies get it. Uh, they can do experiments on it. Another thing that was done after this pathogen um, was all the checks and balances and privacies that we used to know under HIPAA and these types of regulations were thrown out the window. And so now they handed out to researchers, you know, in the quest to get a vaccine um, to treat this pathogen. Well, the vaccine that they are supposed to try to develop for this uh, pathogen for which a pandemic has been declared, ironically, uh, I say ironically because uh, if you are volunteering to participate in a vaccine clinical trial, you cannot participate if you show that you have been exposed and recovered, meaning you have antibodies against the SARS-CoV-2 problem is all the people I've tested in my practice have absolutely nothing. They have no antibodies, with the exception of one patient we believe was exposed to, exposed to SARS-1 uh, going back around 2003. That's a good thing in the sense that her antibodies have lasted for 17 years. So if the uh, vaccine itself 
cannot provide the immunity we would normally expect from a typical virus. We're talking about an RNA virus. What might be the purpose of such a vaccine, Celeste? So basically, um, I I think I'll start uh, with what is in the vaccine. So I just happen to live three hours from a bioweapon facility that's working on the vaccine. Not very comforting to me, but, you know, they, they were very brazen about what they were putting in it. And so they're putting aborted babies in the vaccine, the, in the one that they're developing, humanized mice. And uh, the listeners might want to know what in the Dickens is a humanized mouse. And a humanized mouse has a human immune system, <clears throat> human blood, human organs. Um, it's basically a human in a mouse suit that they can do experiments on uh, without doing experiments on human beings. And if that's not bad enough, then they've got the humanized plants. And of course, plants have a vascular system. We have a circulatory system, but plants have a vascular system. And so they put human proteins into the plants and basically then they put in some chemicals to sterilize people and to address the burdens of uh, the global disease diseases, things like diabetes and um, obesity, that type of thing. Of course, you're not told what it is. It's a, you know, one one size fits all pantyhose, basically. And they're going to whisk it up into a blender with a little bit of CRISPR technology. And voila, it's going to treat this pathogen. Now, it's really important for people to know, and I really encourage everybody to go to the website nextstrain.org. That's nextstrain.org. And basically explore that website. And you will see that the pathogen that was in China is different than the pathogen in the United States, which is different than the one over there in Europe and Italy and Iran. So there's different ones. And like in America, it did not start in Washington State, like we were told. But you know what it looks like to me? It started at the bioweapon facility that is the new Plum Island in uh, Kansas. So that's where it looks like, and at least on next strain, it, it blossoms out. In If you explore that website, you will see that there are about seven different viruses that are in there and a few that are not specified. Maybe they're classified, I'm not sure or unidentified pathogens. And also it comes from different animals, snake, bat, pangolin, humans. So this thing is really a Frankenstein type of hybrid. Um, in the last two weeks, um, I look at the scientific peer journals and there was a flood of them that came out that, that we are not really dealing with a virus that this is a nanoparticle, that it is part biological and part robotic. They are fusing biology and um, robotics. It is hollow in the center, and inside it can carry a payload of anything. I mean, that could be a chemical, a toxin. It could be a bacteria, a virus. Um, it could do, it could carry anything for that matter. It could even ha- carry explosives. And so that's pretty controversial. But I tell you, I've looked at about maybe 500 
scientific, these are published peer um, studies on this technology. And that this is why I believe that a vaccine is not going to be effective uh, because it's not, it's not even fully biological. It's part robotic. Now, how are you going to, you know, with anything, vaccine or anything, how, how would you neutralize it, basically? Well, that explains why the vaccine might have an agenda all of its own and why COVIDPASS is already signing on to this immunogenicity certificate when a vaccine doesn't exist. And as we've already stated in the program, scientists around the world know that trying to produce a vaccine against an RNA virus, at least for mankind, has proven to be a flop and they've had 40 years to do it. So the question is, what is the real hidden agenda? As you mentioned, we know that there are adjuvants that are put in vaccines today that don't need to be there, cancer-causing adjuvants such as aluminum, mercury, formaldehyde, and so forth. And what you're saying actually starts to make a little sense. I've told patients, if you look at this as a hoax, actually, it will make a whole lot more sense. But scientists around the world have not been able to isolate this so-called virus, COVID-19, from the human tissue of human beings on autopsy, they're not finding that the human beings have antibodies against this virus. So what's going on? What's the story? So basically, once it hit China, I knew that this was going to go global because of my training. So I, I searched, you know, I have my different places on the internet, just like you all look at your favorite places on the internet uh, for information. And I went to uh, the World Economic Forum. And if you go to the World Economic Forum, you will find uh, a place that says COVID. Or check the thing that says platforms. You'll see 18 platforms. And then press the COVID. And you are going to see how COVID was designed to disrupt society and change everything that we knew on planet Earth. Everything. Well, when you say designed to change everything, you mean create a panic and fear resulting in a lockdown for something that has proven to be uh, no more, well, virulent, I should say, than the flu. Uh, certainly, it has been disruptive, and people are doing things that seem to be complete, utter nonsense, such as the lockdown, the social distancing, the wearing a mask. None of that really helps protect people from viruses. But what it does do is prevent herd immunity, and which really, really would be counterproductive if this thing was real. Do you agree? Yes, yes. Well, we've got lots more to talk about. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. My guest today is Celeste Solom, who's a contractor. I don't know, current or foreign. You'll have, have to tell us. No longer working. Well, she's a former contractor for FEMA, and she's very familiar with the government protocols and emergency uh, disaster relief that is uh, – coming, if not currently in place, for the pandemic that we are experiencing. If you have any questions, again, feel free to call us here direct at the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Or email me directly, droyal at thbclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at thbclinic.com. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion. Stay right with us. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-1111. 
8900 extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show and you're listening to The Royal Treatment with Dr. Dan Royal. My guest today is Celeste Solom and we are simply trying to find some clarification on some of the things we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis and to find out what's real and what's not real. So, for example, we have many people that are testing positive for the so-called COVID-19. These new cases are healthy people that are asymptomatic, and we are running scared as if they are all contagious and going to kill us all. The reality is we've been dealing with coronavirus for a couple of generations, according to the CDC, for at least 60 years. And all we're really diagnosing is what's part of your normal flora. The best thing you can do is to stay healthy and to invest in your health every single day. That takes some responsibility, it takes some commitment, and it also takes some money because you're going to have to pay for that. Your insurance, as you know, is set up for the sick care system to manage your disease symptoms. We're here to empower you to stay ahead of the curve, to be healthy and invest in that health every single day. Never take one day of your life for granted, or you may be a victim of the current pandemic. Well, Celeste, let's continue our discussion with your thoughts on this subject, because you have a little different perspective on these things. At least you have the governmental perspective as much as you're allowed to share with us than I do. Take it away. So there's, you know, there people say we were not prepared uh, for this pandemic. You know, we've been preparing for this pandemic. And actually, there was a exercise two years ago, let's see, 2018, called Clade X. And that was a pandemic exercise that seemed like a normal pandemic exercise. But to me, there was something about the name of that exercise that caused me to dig in. And so what I discovered is that there had been a re-evaluation of the classification of all life forms on the planet Earth. And that it took about 10 years and they ousted the lineage traditional uh, classification of life. And they brought in something called the Philo code. And what it did is if you put um, some really good uh, veg or fruits into a blender and just zipped it up, that's kind of what they did with the classifications. So in the Philo code, it's amazing. They put, uh, human beings in with arthropods, dinosaurs, and birds. And we're all in the same family um, in this new classification in life. And what they did, they knew that there, that there were some environmental changes that were going to be coming upon the earth, both from the cosmic and geologic. There are certain cycles that the earth goes through. And so there, it caused extinction up to 90% of the species during these times went extinct. So they knew this was coming. And so they really thought the only salvation was going to be synthetic life forms um, and other life forms that did manage to thrive in those that environment. And so they started working towards that. And so there's places in the organizational car, uh, chart for different life forms that we don't even know exist yet. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, we know that the problems that we are facing are not being told 
directly to us from the media. We're having to get them from alternative sources. And there is a lot of controversy about what's going on. So, for example, one thing that's not being talked about in the media is the 5G technology. We know the 5G is different from the other communication frequencies in that it penetrates your skin, acts as an antenna, can create a positive biofeedback loop. Now, there's some ways to minimize the damage that's doing to your body. You're most at risk when you're keeping a phone next to you. You can use a diode to minimize the intensity of that frequency that can be placed on your phone or your computer. There are things you can do at home to minimize your exposure, such as turning your Wi-Fi off at night, sleeping on a magnetic pad, possibly using pulsing electromagnetic fields periodically to strengthen your body with healthy electromagnetic forms. But one of the things I found very curious is that the Navajo Nation leads or was leading the United States in COVID-19 deaths. Now, there is no international airport to shut down, but they have a high density of 5G antennas throughout the reservation. And they had over 90% vaccination, thanks to the Indian Health Services, with the flu, at least the previous year. Now, they had a little different vaccination that was given to the rest of us. They were given what's called a quadrivalent flu vaccine in that they got four different strains of flu. We know for a fact that when you receive a flu vaccination, it actually reduces or lowers your immune system. It makes you more vulnerable to non-influenza viruses. So many people believe that the combination that proved to be deadly was the exposure to 5G with the compromised immune system caused by flu vaccinations. What's your thoughts on that? So I think that's pro- probably spot on. Um, it, it definitely does. Uh, when I was in environmental medicine, um, we saw, we're seeing patients before this great surge in technology that we have today where everything's wired. Uh, we have devices on us that are wired. You know, back in the 90s, it wasn't so common, but there were still people that couldn't it, um, that reacted to electromagnetic radiation. And I did write a book on the topic of electromagnetic radiation protection solutions, and I examined and dug into NASA's research. And so there are things that you can do that there are supplements that you can get. There's foods that you can eat that will help give you layers of protection against 5G cosmic rays, even a nuclear blast, if God forbid we ever had one. Um, And so some of these, I did it in alphabetical order. Um, I separated the supplements from the foods. I tried to get everybody's diet from around the world. Um, But if perchance your particular favorite food is not on there, then all you have to do is look in your favorite search engine and put the name of the food and radio protective, and it will tell you what it will protect you against. Now, who's going to be the first people that die? Kind of like what you were talking about on the Indian reservation with the people getting sick are the people that eat fast foods, um, highly processed foods, things that are not natural, like a lot of have a lot of chemicals or synthetics. People that eat real food, like if you eat a real apple and hopefully it's like organic and not sprayed and all that, um, or a carrot that you've pulled up from the earth, and then you make up your dish, you can have it raw, whatever, however you want to have it. Now, those are actually providing you layers of protection against 5G. And it really is powerful depending on your diet. So our diet can become our health in a way. 
Well, that's very interesting. You say you've written a book on this subject, so we can get more information if we wish to, and it involves not just certain foods, whole foods, but supplements as well. And one of the things you recommend for our patients, in fact, I just had this discussion with one of them this morning, is that if you're going to take supplements, make sure you get the very best quality, particularly for treating a medical condition. We usually do not recommend over-the-counter products, especially from certain stores that maybe you're selling drugstore quality. You need to have professional quality that is close to, well, pharmaceutical grade, frankly, because if you want to get the results that you're reading about, you need to make sure that the quality or the quantity or both of what you're getting is the very best that's available to achieve the results that you want. What's the name of that book again for our listeners? It's Electromagnetic Radiation Protection Solutions, and you could get it at shepherdsheart.life or amazon.com. Okay. Now, I know that you know an awful lot about gardening and agriculture in addition to your background in science and, and governmental work. Tell us a little bit more about what you do where you live to maximize your own health and well-being. So I love to push the limits. So I live in the Rocky Mountains and everybody goes, you can't grow anything in the Rocky Mountains. And so I grow 50 different kinds of tomatoes, 100 different kinds of peppers. And my niche is crops from around the world in different time periods. I grow my own spices and I have my own citrus orchard. So I have oranges, lemons, lime trees, and each, each lemon is the size of my hand. And if they're full of flavor, they're nutrient-dense, I believe in putting into the soil what I take out. And I just love listening to, it's just healthy, listening to birds and bees and watching the butterflies and seeing the color. And, and then, of course, the delicious tastes that I get to enjoy every day. Um, that just, even if they didn't do anything health-wise, but they do, um, just that, it gives you an emotional and mental boost. Well, you sound like you have a relatively healthy lifestyle, certainly more than most of us, and you grow an awful lot of food, more than one person. So is this something you sell or make available to other people? Um, I used to do farmer's market, but now I'm into broadcasting and writing. So I'm in a different phase in my life. But I do want to tell you an interesting story. So my husband was killed three years ago, and there was an autopsy done on him. And he was a little more skeptical about all this health stuff that we were doing. And when it, the autopsy came back, they said he had the organs of a young man, no sign of disease whatsoever. And that's because of our lifestyle. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. I'm curious to know the age of your husband and what he died from. We're talking with Celeste Solom, and we are discussing, well, matters of your health, uh, the current matters that we are facing, but also the things we need to do now in the future to protect ourselves but against whatever may come. I'm Dr. Dan Royer, listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break, my friends, but when we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Miss Celeste Solom. So please stay with us. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and thank you, my friends, for listening to The Royal Treatment. I'm Dr. 
Dr. Dan Royal, and our guest today has been Celeste Solom, who has a background, an interesting and diverse background in governmental work, as well as in agriculture. And before the break, she mentioned that her husband had passed away. I had questioned how he had died because he was fairly young. He's 60 years of age, but that's my age. In fact, my birthday is coming up, so I was curious. But she said that he had died in a motor vehicle accident, and he was healthy at the time that he died. Isn't that right? Absolutely. They said it, not only was he healthy, they said the, the people that did the autopsy, he had the organs of a young man. And so that's what a healthy lifestyle can do for each one of the listeners. Well, of course, there are many types of death in this country. We've talked about it in the past. The number one and two cause of death in this country and actually around the world are heart disease and cancer. In the industrialized nations, cancer is actually becoming the number one cause of death, which is curious. And the number three cause of death, depending on who you talk to, is either constructive pulmonary disease or congestive obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD for short, or medical mistakes. We call that iatrogenic disease. Now, that's death caused from uh, hospitalizations and drugs or side effects of drugs. We estimate about 250,000 Americans die every year from those kinds of misadventures, if you will. And we've been talking about an up-and-coming misadventure, the vaccine for the virus that is being planned for all of us. Now, earlier in the show, we mentioned that there are things that can be included in the vaccine that, well, really don't need to be there. We call them adjuvants, and some of those things we know about and some we don't yet know about, and maybe we'll never be told. Did we miss anything, Celeste? Yes, yes. Um, actually, the best, <laughs> the best part, for the government anyway, is something called quantum dot or hydrogel. And so what that does is it is a sensor that is put in both the test and the vaccine, and it reports to public health your health condition. Um, it will tell them everything. You will have be laid bare. There will be no secrets. They will know your temperature. They will know you're sick. Before you're sick, they will know what medications you're taking, if you're taking recreational drugs, uh, if you're drinking, if you're smoking, if you're exercising, um, if you're in a hot climate, if you're in a cold climate. Um, it's pretty much like a little spy inside your body. And I just read this one uh, scientific document last last week uh, that said we have 300 of these on each one of our red blood cells. So the, the system is already there. But now with the testing and the vaccine, we will get uh, doses that will basically start multiplying what they do is they start assembling um it's an assembling then they fuse to our tissue so it's not something that you can get out it's not like a microchip that you can dig out later when you say oh that's not cool and then you actually become one you become a part of the ai interface so you won't have to carry around that smartphone you're not going to have to carry around your card your um COVID card or anything because they are actually embedding it into your body. 
Now, of course, this is not being told to the general public. This sounds very top secret. Maybe it never will be discovered unless it's discovered by serendipity. Why would they want this information? It sounds like the government is becoming God himself. Well, it can also can control you um, because with the 5G coming on board, as I mentioned, this has a, each one of these nano sin bios has a mission and it can be told what to do. So it can agitate you, for instance, or make you very apathetic or, you know, do other things for controlling the population. And we have seen things like this. Over in the Iraqi war, remember when all the Iraqis laid down their weapons and went running and they said their skin was burning? That was the primitive form of this technology coming on online. Well, that sounds similar to the micrometer waves they use for crowd control. It causes your skin mm-hmm. to burn. It causes you to double over in pain. We don't use water. We don't use rubber bullets to control crowds. We use a frequency called micrometer wave. Now, there's a show on TV where there's a drone flying at about 10,000 feet up in the air, and this drone is being operated by a military personnel, an American serviceman in the Air Force, and a trailer, and this drone can pick out an individual and eliminate him. Now, that's the technology they want us to know about, but what you're talking about is a little more insidious. It's an electromagnetic pulse, and perhaps it can be eliminated or I should say, um, generated from space or satellites. Some people have said that the real reason for social distancing is so that we can be recognized from space. Do you agree with that? So actually, I did, because of where I worked, I did forensic documentation on a website that, that when my husband was killed, unfortunately, I lost. But one of the things back in 2005 and 2006 they had the capability at that time from space to determine who was vaccinated and who was not, who was sick with particular diseases because they have a signature and who was not. So some people have also theorized that what's really going on is what's referred to as a silent war or World War III, a battle for technology in space. Now, earlier in the program, we mentioned the Harvard professor who was arrested earlier this year, but the same professor is the one who developed the viral transistors that act like antennas in your cells. Now, those antennas can be controlled remotely. Do you think it's possible that such viral antennas could be controlled from space or space satellite? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have some things to think about, maybe even to worry about. But the one thing we can do to stay one step ahead of the competition or maybe ahead of the curve is to stay healthy. I think you've made that very clear. Can you give us a little more specific information about what we can do to be healthy? I mentioned some things we can do about protecting ourselves from electrical smog. And those include using diodes on your phone, on your computer, minimizing what's being given to your body when your phone is next to it, because it's like having a high tension power line in your pocket, but you can do other things at home. As we mentioned, using electro magnetic, pulsing electromagnetic fields with healthy frequencies to empower your body, sleeping on a magnetic pad that provides a constant magnetic field, unhooking your Wi-Fi at night when you sleep and so forth. But uh, let's talk a little more about what you think we need to be doing, Celeste, to be proactive. So 
there's a number of different options depending on your budget and, you know, what you want to do. But like you said, you really have to spend money and the time to research. So NASA, one of the biggest things that almost everyone can do, and I would highly suggest organic, is dried prune powder. And to put it into your smoothie, that they give the astronauts to keep them from getting, you know, all the radiation exposure that they have. So that was their number one recommendation. Other things are you can paint your room uh, with some paint that does dampen um, the uh, electromagnet, the frequencies coming into your room, as long as you're not bringing the your toys in, in the room with you. Um, some people will put tin foil um, and go to that extent. Uh, because it just depends how much, how sensitive you are and how much you want to protect your body. Um, we've talked about the, the food and the supplements uh, layers. There are, there's also new clothing lines coming out because people are concerned about electromagnetic radiation frequencies bombarding them from everywhere. And so now there are actually clothing lines, but the thing is, you're going to, you're probably going to get them from, artisans, maybe some quirky people, I would not get them like from a big corporation. And the reason I say that is because the opposite side, the other side, the dark side, you might say, is embedding radio frequency tags and different things and even fabrics, whole fabrics into our clothing. So you don't want that. But there are, you know, some young people are just getting really clever. They've got cloaks and also helps with um, facial recognition, this type of thing too. So, and heat signatures. So they're getting pretty clever with clothing. So uh, the listeners might just look for clothing lines too. Well, that's very interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I, of course, think about the supplements and things we've talked about. There actually is a gloss you can use for your paint. We used it in the lab we have here in the office. This particular gloss, when light shines on it, sterilizes the room. And so we use that in uh, the lab we use to process things for our patients. And one of the things that I mentioned to you during the break that we're working on is trying to figure out a way to help our patients develop natural antibodies against the sars cov Two, so that they can prove that they are recovered and no longer in need of a vaccine. This is a relatively simple process, and it's been done for hundreds of cancer vaccine clinical trials. It involves taking dendritic cells from the blood, isolating them, exposing them to a spike protein, then giving back to the patient. What should happen within about a week or so, the patient develops an IgM immunity and an IgG immunity about Two weeks later. Well, Celeste, I want to thank you for being with us today. We've got a few seconds left. So any final words you would like to leave with us? Go, go ahead. Just I wish everybody good health because these days just keep positive, keep upbeat, and you can be healthy if that's your goal. I agree with you. You can be healthy. And if you've been watching the show and learned one new thing, then your time with us has been well spent. We'll be back again next week with another episode of The Royal Tree. And until then, my friends, may you all be well. 